0: Darnold ready for the snap quarterback sneak being pushed from behind this is the Rich Eisen show touchdown Steve Smith senior here on the Rich Eisen show how for real are the Carolina Panthers live from the Rich Eisen show studio in Los Angeles I think they are for real the Rich Eisen show earlier on the show Fox sports analyst Emmanuel Acho coming up Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts Two-time Super Bowl champion, James
3: Harrison, plus three-time NFL Pro Bowler, Sean Merriman. And now, it's Rich Eisen.
0: Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We've got ourselves some week three action coming up this weekend. We've got the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles wrapping things up on Monday Night Football for the right to rule the NFC East Roost. The Washington football team's taking on the Buffalo Bills this week, and I smell a game that's under the radar in week number three. And still to come here on our program, also on our show, is um, uh, James Harrison joining us, and Jalen Hurts about to join us from the Philadelphia Eagles from that Monday night game. You know who is scheduled to appear on our Monday program? T.J. Jefferson. Dak Prescott.
3: Hey.
0: Yes. On game day, Rich, dude, these are the things that you have. Um, do it, <laughs> you know, when 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 you have a show like this one, mm-hmm. highly popular, very, um, and the host of this show, you, is also the host of Monday Night Football on Westwood One Radio. Oh, oh okay. Westwood One people have been, you know, working. We've been working together. So Hurts on this one, Dak on Monday, gets you ready for that big game. And we're just assuming uh, if Buffalo wins and beats the Washington football team and Taylor Heineke, then this is for first place, sole possession of it with an extra leg up, Mm. a tie break on the other. Big game on Monday night. Huge game. Man, you ain't telling. Huge game. Before we get to Jalen Hurts, though, Christopher uh, we promised at the end of last hour to those uh listening and watching and also on hold at 844204 rich if you're on hold stay there cuz we'll take your calls in this hour um a an injury update. Do we know something about last night's game? Is it McCaffrey? Do we know anything about? Yeah, Chris so it's or McCaffrey? McCaffrey.
3: According to Ian Rapport and others, McCaffrey expected to miss a few weeks. Oh my goodness! Team's going to continue to run tests on that hamstring. IR not the oh. plan as of right now. Not well, the plan. Chuba Hubbard is the next man up. How much do you love that name, purpose. by the way?
0: Chuba Hubbard. He's coming, man. <laughs> it he's like gum. He's is the it Chuba. Or Chubba? I, mean, he's, I don't he, know. He's uh, Huba. he's Huba Hubbard. He's uh, Huba. he's uh, uh, the the Mike Smith of now this what, year's the fantasy gonna, The last I don't know. Last year it? year it was way too long. But <laughs> well, it worked for, out for, for Carolina, you, right? Well, I mean, I. I boy, Christian McCaffrey, can he stay healthy? My yeah, God. God. Sad. My it's kind of My gosh, so I'll tell you, man. This if this keeps happening, and it is no fault of anybody's own. You right? If your body just doesn't hold up. But that was the whole concept about him being drafted. Don't draft him so high. He's not mm-hmm. big enough to be a bell cow back in this league. That was just don't do it. Guy's not six feet. He is built like a you-know-what oh, yeah. house, you know. Sure and you think
1: that city has too much muscle on
3: on. He's too fun. jacked? Come I on. wish I had that problem. Oh, you do. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> Jay. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. <laughs> you do. We're all together.
0: We're all one team.
3: Every day, Stairmaster.
1: And like uh, you said, guys, it, it wasn't even like a hit. Like you could say
3: he no, was literally just took a hit. running to he the side. Line.
0: Yeah. And they just gave a few weeks. Yeah, a few weeks. IR, though, not the plan. Well, I mean, this is three automatic. Right. So, so that means two? Is that, does that mean? Maybe two. I don't know. You a know who they f- take on next, right? A few has always been three to four to me. Do you have a Carolina schedule, Mr. Hoskins? And then we'll get. To Jalen Hurts, so I think he's calling well, it right Why you look that, Rich,
3: just a couple other items. Yes, uh, Odell Beckham not on the injury report coming back from his torn ACL, so it looks like he is a go uh, against the Bears this weekend. Carson Wentz is practicing today.
0: That dude, man.
3: That means he is in the mix to play and start
0: this Sunday against Titans. they ha- got, to have got to have him. Got to have him. they got to have him. You got cannot go to 0-3 him. in your division, fall behind your – the only other main competition in your division to win it all by two and a half games, three weeks in. That's just no bueno. You can't be 0-3, the team that just beat you is now 2-1 and 1 with that tiebreak in the back pocket. That's two and a half games. Carolina's next visitor, next game is against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, what a big week four game man, that's going to be. Four and enough. then they're against – yeah, they're, they're, So what, on, Dallas Brooklyn. and Philadelphia <laughs> play each other on Monday night, and yeah. then Carolina plays Dallas and then Philadelphia, and then Minnesota. So if he's going to miss three, those are the three. Oh, well, I mean, for me, man. I'm glad he's not playing. NFC games too. Those are games that count in the tie yeah, break man. about what you're – it's obviously – Head-to-head, head, then division, and then right on after that's conference. That's, those are three big games for a team that's 3-0 and and wants to stay in the mix with whoever's coming out of the NFC West or who the heck knows. Tampa. They to have a game up on Tampa if the Rams take care of business Sunday. You are what you are in the NFL.
3: Lastly, from Aditi Kinkabala about T.J. Watt. What? Limited all week in practice. Quote, keeping the door open for Sunday against Cincinnati – but also added it's important to come back being smart so you don't miss more time.
0: One of Watt's predecessors on the edge, James Harrison, will be joining us in this program in in short order, uh, but is our next guest from Monday Night Football on the phone, Chris. Just called in. And joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line right now is the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles getting set to take on the Cowboys on Monday Night Football um, to wrap up week number three in a big NFC East contest, first place on the line. He is Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles. How are you, Jalen?
4: I'm doing well. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. How are you doing?
0: I am doing better for talking to you. Uh, it's been a while. Last time you and I spoke was uh, right before the NFL draft, and yeah. I asked you what a team would be getting if they drafted you, and you said they'd be getting a dog. And now here you are as the top dog of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm wondering how things are different for you this year than last for you, Jalen.
4: Yeah, you know, you go through so many changes um, from year to year. And um, the success of a football team is measured upon how you respond to those changes. And, you know, we've got a new coach in and um, everybody's bought in to the values he's brought in and the principles that he presents daily. And we've we've bought in and committed to one another as a team. So um, we've, we've gotten out to the start. We've gotten out to, and we've, we've learned a lot about ourselves in two games. So I'm excited to go out there on Monday night and um, have another week at it with my teammates.
0: What have you learned about yourselves in two games then?
4: We're, we're learning that, you know, we've got a lot of great players. got a lot of great players. We, great players. Um, we have great coaches. And I think, you know, we, we, it, it's just a matter of consistently being on the same page in everything that we do. So we go out there and do that. Um, great thing.
0: So when you said that you're you're buying what the coach is selling, what is exactly is Nick Sirianni selling? He's kind of a, a big unknown for many of us in the national media and folks in Philadelphia just getting to learn who he is and what his personality is. What has he sold to you? That you say the team's already buying in twenty twenty. Yeah, the
4: confidence the confidence we have in coach and and what he brings, I mean, from day one, um, he brought a, a great energy and he brought great fundamentals, you know, talking about accountability and and holding everyone on the team to that. Um, talking about the importance of football IQ and knowing what you're supposed to do and um the technical side of the sport and scheme. Um talking about being disciplined, talking about connecting with one another. Talking about all these important things that go into um, you know, having a successful run, a good run at this.
0: And uh are you just saying that about the coach because he's wearing a t-shirt with your photograph on it? Is that why? Jim <laughs> So I guess
4: we built a good enough relationship for him to do that. So.
0: <laughs> Where, did you know he was going <laughs> to start? Did you know he was going to wear a t shirt with your your picture on it, your face on it? Well, you, you know, know
4: one day he brought it into the day before, actually, I guess he wore it. Uh-huh. And, you know, fans send stuff in all the time. And, um, you know, from day one, he told us, he's like, you know, y'all send me, you know, shirts of your college or, you know, whatever. I'll support you guys, do whatever. So. You know, you see him wear Kelsey shirts, you know, Jake Elliott, um, BG, and then I guess it was my turn, and um, someone ended up sending him a really cool shirt, really cool shirt, and he he ended up wearing it, so that was cool.
0: Well, I mean, you know, it is just a shirt, right? But I think, personally, it's more than a shirt. It really is to have your coach step up, meeting the media, in a t-shirt, with your face on it, and... Uh, certainly, since you've been you've been through so much, man, in your playing life, you know, from colleges to yeah. this situation in Philadelphia, where you're now the starter. What did it mean for you to see a head coach wearing a T-shirt with your face on it? You're the starting quarterback in Philadelphia for the
4: Eagles. Well, I mean, you said it. You said it. It's a representation of so much more, um, and it simply shows the trust that he has in me and. Um, the support he has in me, and I wanna, I wanna prove him right. i want to prove prove everybody in Philadelphia right, you know, and and do that. So, just wanna go out there and win games, and then.
0: Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, here on the Rich Eisen show uh, prior to Monday Night Football, uh, and I've been this. I've been really wanting to talk to you for a while, Jalen, because the last time you played a nationally televised game, you didn't finish it. And it was a big contest in the NFC East, and the whole country was watching because it was the last game of the year, and there was so much on the line. What what did happen that night where you got pulled from that game, taken out of that game, Jalen Hurts?
4: What yeah, I, I've moved I've moved on from it. You know, it, 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 it's no point of me talking about it. I mean, it's in the past. Um, you know, we're off to this Monday Night Football game, my first Monday Night Football game. Looking forward to that.
0: And so, let me just ask one last one. I'll take one last crack at it. Did you say something to management or anything after that game? Certainly, when there was a new coach coming in, did you bring it up to him, like, "Hey, I'm the quarterback here"? Any anything like that, Jalen hurts from that. Yeah, I'm
4: not going. I'm not going to talk about none of it.
0: Okay. Um, then let me ask you this question. Then now that we're here in 2021. And you're getting ready for the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, and you've seen what he's been able to do coming back. And you obviously have gotten uh, through a lot in your journey. What do you think this Monday night matchup means for you versus Dak, and the whole country watching on Monday night and listening?
4: Um, not, 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 really a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just a game, a game. Um, we opportunity to go out there and win if we if we go out there and handle our business. So, you know. Dallas is a great team and have a great defense, um, great offense, and great quarterback. So um, we got to be ready to play.
0: What is specifically about this defense, Jalen Hurts? Are you are you looking at film that you've been talking about all week long? What is the challenge for you specifically on Monday night in Dallas?
4: Yeah, they got a defense that's going to fly to the ball, um, great cover guys in the back end, and they they've created a lot of turnovers. So mm-hmm. um, we just have to. Um, execute at a high level um, offensively.
0: And how how has it been to be with Devontae Smith for you to be, have a connection with the first overall drafted uh first rookie uh first round draft pick rookie for the Eagles and you obviously have a history together. What what's that been like for you?
4: It's been great. It's been great. Um great conversations. He has a thorough you know eagerness to learn um always trying to learn more and trying to get on the same page with me and we're all in this for one thing and that's to win we all want to win and um we try and do anything and everything to get on the same page so we can do that um play on high level so he's, he's been very helpful he's, he's a dog out there
0: okay and you know what's what has it been for you to walk around this building and know that you're the starting quarterback of the philadelphia eagles beginning of a season and and what has that been like for you, Jalen, for your experience and how you've been able to um feed off of that potentially and have um an aura that, that you're able to give out as a leader, which I know you have built into your system. What's that like for you, Jalen?
4: I don't think my position I'm mean, I don't any um identification or you know, classification made elsewhere has deter me from being who I am. You know, I try and go into it with a, regardless of the situation and, and be me. Um and that's a guy that's gonna lead, go play hard and go out there and make plays. So um I just wanna represent my team in the in the best way I can and impact them in a positive way. And um you know the, the beauty of football is it's a great sport because we uplift each other. We're there for each other. Um we have each other's backs. Um we show love and um, empathy to one another so it's the ultimate team sport we're all in this thing together um, and that's what I love about it
0: and I love I love that too what do you mean by you, you're empathetic to each other I love that what it, do you mean by that? We got
4: each other's backs we got We got each other's backs um, through any and everything you know we put so much work in together um, daily we're here all day together <laughs> mm-hmm. you know you got some guys that you know, don't, don't go home until late at night and have kids and don't get to spend that amount of time they would love to. Coach is the same. So um, we all feel for that. We feel for one another. And that makes it so much more special on game days because um, we're playing for one another in, in, in every way.
0: A few more minutes left with Jalen Hurts getting ready for Monday night football against the Dallas Cowboys. Do you feel like you're playing for your starter's job still in Philadelphia, despite being told? I know we've established that this entire conversation, the job's yours, the coach has got your photograph on a T-shirt. But do you feel like this is, a, this is your one opportunity, this 17-game season, regular season, and if you're fortunate more to prove that you can be the guy in Philadelphia, you are the guy? Is that happening for you, Jalen?
4: Yeah, I don't want to make it bigger than what it is. You know, every day is an opportunity for me. Um, and I, I just want to go out there and play the high level and win games. Nothing else, nothing else really matters. Nothing else really matters to me.
0: Jalen Hurts here uh, getting ready for Monday Night Football. All right, Jalen, not to put any extra pressure on you, but you are the starting quarterback of my fantasy league, Jalen. Um, and uh, the team is called... Maybe,
4: maybe, maybe, maybe me being your starting quarterback on your fantasy league. Says a lot to all
0: those other questions you ask you know? Well, I mean, yes, uh, I know. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a professional, Jalen, just like you. Uh, I'm currently trying to make plays in this interview, just like you make plays, you know, in, in your profession. Um, and uh, no, I believe it means that if I had a t shirt with your face on it, I would wear it as well. Uh, I'm not that's not looking for anything free from you. I'm just saying that uh, it's pretty big for me this weekend. That the team is called you donkeys because it's a, with my poker buddies and they're a bunch of donkeys, and um, and I kind of need the W. I'm not going to lie. Just putting the pressure on for Monday Night Football. Uh, I'm just flat out telling you go go do your thing, Jalen. It's more than just a game, is what I'm saying to you. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely.
0: Okay. Yeah. Make diamonds. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it does indeed make diamonds, and hopefully uh, it'll make some diamonds for you as well. Jalen, I appreciate uh, catching up with you. Thanks for the time. Best of luck, and let's uh, let's talk down the line this season.
4: Most definitely. Always good talking to you. Right Have back cool at
0: one. you. Right back at you. At Jalen Hurts on both Twitter and Instagram. Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback prior to Monday night football against Dak Prescott. And the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. He wanted nothing to do with game 256 last year.
3: He gave you a real stiff Heisman on uh, that. Can, right.
0: I, can, I, can I say what the answer is to that? Then Sure. He was pissed. Yeah. What the hell happened?
3: Seemed pretty obvious that he was not happy about it.
0: But he's now got a coach who's wearing his T-shirt, his face in a T-shirt. And yet they're, you know, the specter of Deshaun Watson still lingers. These are facts. I tried my best to ask those questions. And um, he's coming for Dak and the Cowboys. Let me just tell you this. Let me just tell you this. Let me just tell you this. If Jalen Hurts balls out and plays like Jalen Hurts can, Mm -hmm. or we've seen him, right? And Jalen Hurts becomes the guy in Philadelphia. He's the man. Jalen versus Dak twice a year is truly one one of those underrated matchups that we're not talking about. Pretty spicy. Jalen V. Dak, arms, legs, heart. Let's go. I think two very rootable, likable kids, oh too, man.
3: Oh, my gosh. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, take their teams yes. out of it.
1: You might like not like the Cowboys. You might not like the Eagles. Right. But like right. these are two guys
0: that you can get behind, I right. think. And then so- the Washington football team is going to hit you with a Heineke. Uh-huh. And then the da- And then the New York Giants are like, hey, everybody watch to see who's going to yell at uh, Daniel Jones this weekend. <laughs>
3: Come on, stop.
0: <laughs> Apparently, no, it wasn't Galladay yelling at Daniel Jones. He was yelling at the offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett. Oh, our bad. That's fine, then.
3: <sighs> I think it's a little more warranted. <laughs> <I> mean, <sighs>
0: Let's take a break. When we come back, your phone calls and also James Harrison, former Pittsburgh Steeler, former New England Patriot, former Ryan Fire player turned... Football life subject, James Harrison, when we come back. on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Bill Cower here on the show. How does that sound, Bill? Uh, I'm still trying to get used
5: to that one, Rich. Um <laughs> it really is. It's it uh it's been a short period of time but uh boy, you know, it happened so fast and what a whirlwind. We had two shows on the weekend yep. and you know, now it's just kind of soaking in a little bit. It's um uh, it, it's pretty
0: special. Yeah. I know obviously being on live television is, uh, is sometimes, uh, difficult enough, even no matter how many times you've done it because you're on live television. I mean, what was going through your head when David Baker appeared all of a sudden, Bill?
5: you know it's a it, i had absolutely no idea and the ironic part of it was that i sat down that morning with my wife veronica you know i and i talked about it i said i don't think i'm going to get in and i'm okay with it i almost put some closure on it and um that was okay you know when i came in no one really said anything we weren't discussing it. i thought well that's being pretty professional and i appreciated them kind of like giving me my space from it all and um I was getting ready to do an iVision with uh, with Phil Simms and talking about Lamar Jackson. and next thing I turn around, I see David Baker. And we all know what he stands for, and um, and it just was a lot of things to try to process at the time. It's kind of why I thought this is this is the way I I thought this was going to be. I thought I was going to get a call says, hey, you know, you were close, but you didn't get in, and we'd all find out on Tuesday night or something because it's going to air on Wednesday. And um, yeah, it was almost surreal and um you know they ask you to duck a speech wow i haven't had time to think about this one <laughs> so it just kind of rambles on, and i got dying i'm not even sure what i just said um but uh uh it was a pretty surreal moment and you know, you know every day you wake up it's just like wow um it's something you dreamed about as a kid um and uh you know you never feel like you're worthy You know, I looked at all the candidates that were there and it's so funny, I sat back and watched Jimmy Johnson and the same thing happened to him yep. on the halftime of the of the, yeah. floor of the second game on Sunday on, on, on Sunday at yep. home. And I know exactly what he was feeling. As a matter of fact, I had to put out a tweet and I, the first thing I thought about is, you know, did Adam Stanley really know that he had two future Hall of Fame players watching Bobby Boucher on the waterfront? <laughs> and Jimmy, Jimmy Jimmy Johnson and I that's, were down there and I remember Jimmy and I, and this is like 1997, 98, whatever it was. And um, <laughs> and Adam actually, I think has since then retweeted. I said, but we're talking about Boogie Woos, Bobby Boucher, and he he's saying like Zach Taylor. I go, no, he's like Greg Lloyd. And he goes, whatever. And um, so it's going to be really, really kind of fun to kind of get reunited with Jimmy uh, over that little one.
0: That's fantastic, Bill. I mean, that is just great. He came up with one of the most famous plays in the history of the Super Bowl, a 100-yard pick six of my buddy, Kurt Warner, that we can't replay more than enough times on game day morning in his face. Five-time Pro Bowler, two Super Bowl wins, and the only undrafted player to ever win the Defensive Player of the Year award, as he did in 2008. The subject of tonight's football life on NFL Network at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, James Harrison here on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you, James?
2: I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me.
0: Here. I think I just did your entire football life, so I don't know if we even need to chat. But I think I just might have right. summed that one up. <laughs> Congra- hey, congrats! Have you seen the uh, the the show yet? Have you seen the piece yet, James?
2: Yeah, yeah, I've seen I, I, I've seen uh, I've seen it, and uh, you know, it's something you, you're not going to want to miss. You get, to get get a little glimpse into James Harrison, you know, off the football field. So, how know, did get, you get better understand?
0: How did you get your first break? Like, what did, what, what was your first big break, James?
2: Um, to be honest with you, it was really probably Clark Hagen's breaking his hand <laughs> and, uh, <laughs>
0: in Pittsburgh to that, open up what, his spot. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. That's what got me back into because I had been cut, you know, like four times before that, NFL Europe, all of that. And, um, you know, I'm just sitting around waiting and then, you know, I'd have made my mind up that, you know, if I don't get picked up this year, then, you know, that's going to be it. Get a good regular job like everybody else. And Clark Hagan, you know, he breaks his hand. And they pick me up. And the rest is history, so to speak.
0: What was it like to be a member of the Rhine Fire, James Harrison, after you you fought your way to the Steelers and then wound up with the Rhine Fire? Um, what, what Before, you know, the Ravens, they cut you? What so, was that like for you so what, in Europe? So
2: what happened is uh, I went to the Rhine Fire. I was allocated by the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So my first year, I was on practice squad with the Steelers. I made the active roster the next year. They cut me the next day. I sat around. Nothing happened. They picked me back up, cut me again. Then the Ravens picked me up in the offseason and allocated me to go to NFL Europe, where you do the developmental. So I went over there. And after I got back from that, the Ravens released me in a week because they needed to pick up a tight end. The crazy thing is, the tight end that they had picked up was Daniel Wilcox. I played with him in NFL Europe. So as I'm driving home, you know, because they didn't release me, I, I get called in. I was like, you know, hey, it's a numbers thing. We need a tight end. Like, all right, you know, whatever. So I'm driving home, and I my phone rings. It's Daniel. Yo, bro, I got great news. I'm like, yo, what's going on? like, uh. I'm going to be there with you at the uh, Ravens, man. They just picked me up. I'm like, oh. I'm like, well, at least I know what tight end they picked up, who they, you know, released me for. He's like, when you talk about? That? They just released me to pick you up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. No kidding. Yeah. What a story yeah. that is. Yeah,
2: Danny was there for about four, five, six years, something like that.
0: So then uh, you got the big break because... Uh, right. Yeah. So after
2: they released me, that's mm-hmm. when Clark Higgins uh, breaks his hand about a week before training camp. And really what it came down to is they needed an extra body. You know, because the numbers, it threw the numbers off when he couldn't, you know, he couldn't prepare, practice, do anything. So when I got there, you know, I wasn't thinking about making the Steelers roster. I was thinking about, I need to go out here and put out the best tape that I can. And hopefully one of these 31 other teams will pick me up.
0: Well, that 2004 season was pretty big because they went ahead and they drafted a kid, you know, out of uh, Miami of Ohio. So they got a Kent State linebacker and a Miami of Ohio quarterback and look out from there on out. No, I was in
2: 2002. I was undrafted in 2002. Right. I was there two years before
0: Ben. Right, and then and then after the Rhine fires, when you showed back up in Pittsburgh in 04. Right, right. Yes. sir. What was that season like when Ben showed up? Because I, I remember that was our first full season we covered at NFL Network, James, and the conversation was, uh, you know, current now freshly minted Hall of Famer Alan Faneca is like, yeah, I don't know why we're you know our whole season's in the in the hands of a rookie. And, you know, I think there was a hurricane in Miami and you guys all got together and the rest is kind of history in that season, James. Is my well, memory so? Well,
2: you know, I was, I was young into it, so I don't know exactly what they had going on there. But, I mean, you really had a defensively built football team back then that had a good offensive line and they ran the ball. So it was it was a good defense and they ran the ball. And, you know, uh, basically at that point in time, Ben was just managing, you know. you right. had, You had times where... You know, it's run run, play action, and you know, he'd hit him for, you know, huge yards, you know, huge numbers. He would only pass maybe, you know, twenty, twenty five times a game and you know, he'd complete sixty, seventy five percent of those because they were so heavy into trying to stop that run because of how the offense was sorted that it gave him those great opportunities for play action passes.
0: James Harrison here on the Rich Eisen show, uh, on the Mercedes Benz van's phone line right here on a on a busy Friday. Uh, and we'll get to the the current day uh, in a minute but I do want to stroll down memory lane for your career so that uh that Super Bowl where you're trying to keep the Cardinals out of the end zone hold them to just 3 before halftime what happened on that play where you picked off Curtin did you think at some point oh my god I'm still running during that interception well James
2: it was a max blitz. I was supposed to be blitzing, of course. Everybody knows the story, and I—I I don't blitz, but I make sure I step at the tackle so that Norris Timmons can get through on that inside and make sure he gets pressure on the quarterback, so he can't hold the ball. Mm-hmm. It's only 18 seconds left. I'm playing for the quick slant in because that's the closest thing to me. That's the, you know, closest thing I can affect. And as I, you know, do that and I drop, you know, he just throws the ball to me. I'm looking at like. I'm looking like he's about to throw the ball, and he actually throws it to me. So as soon as I get the ball, I'm like, I'm gone. But I'm fighting with the St. Townsend for like for like 30 seconds or something, right? And as I look up, I'm like, holy hell, It's the see a red jersey. I'm like, I ain't going to make it. So we make it through the little first little cluster. I jump over a guy. Willie block the guy. I jump over him. And at that point, I feel like I've been running for like the last two minutes or something, right? So I'm like, the clock is out of time. I have to make it. There's no way I cannot make it. All this will be for nothing. So, you know, it was it was uh, emotions of, of, oh, I'm gone at the, as soon as I caught the ball. And then, like, oh, hell, I'm not going to make it. And then, like you said, it was, uh, I got to make it.
0: <laughs> and then you made it. And, um, yes, we made it. <laughs> we, well, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald was trying to track you down. I mean, he was just, uh, he was, he was right there as well. And so, um, how, how how did that play change your career? Do you think, at all? At you know you anything different because of that, James?
2: Uh, I got a better contract than next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a football life right there. Okay, so that's right. that helped you get the bank that you were looking for what you're saying
2: yeah help helped me secure secure my future and, and the future of my children
0: okay and then uh, obviously your 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 tenure with the Steelers comes to an end you wound up in New England how how different were those teams one and, and and your and I guess the locker rooms culture how different were they because you know we're we're you're you're trying to beat the heck out of them for over a decade and then you join them um, how eye-opening was that for you? Can you walk me through any differences that you saw,
2: James? Uh, you know, the the big thing in New England is just, you know, for, especially for guys who say they didn't like it there, it was horrible, da-da-da. It's for people who aren't used to discipline, aren't used to regiment, aren't used to being, to happen to follow the rules of every, you know, every other person. And like I said, I enjoyed my time there. I didn't have a problem with it. And... It's the Patriot way because they win. And if you have to do your job and so-called not have fun at it and win, I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. Right. So, I don't, yeah, I don't, like I said, I enjoyed myself. I had no issues with it. Even when, you know, I got there, I still had a regiment of, you know, body workers that I had come in. They made sure. That, you know, if it was something that they needed to do to accommodate room, space, whatever it is, so that my people could be there to work on me, they did that, you know. So, like I said, I have no qualms or, you know, issues with how they operated or did anything.
0: So you, James Harrison, when you joined the New England Patriots, you told Belichick or somebody that, hey, I've got... X number of people that are gonna personally help me with my training and my physical regimen and they made the space for those people within their construct. That happened?
2: No, no, not within their construct. Like say I needed like say we have like a, like like Superbowl, with Super Bowl. Yes. And you have to get obviously hotel rooms. So if that space I couldn't get it, they would help I me to get that so that I made sure I could have the people I need there so that I'm able to function and be able to play at the level. So it's not like, no, you can't just come to the facility and get your own room and have your own. No, nothing like that. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to ask, and because because as as, with, no. with Brady returning to New England next week, I mean, that's going to be front and center, James, quite a bit about the TB12 and his trainer and how much accommodation that Belichick and the rest of the organization was willing to make. I mean, you had a front-row seat for all of that in 2017, it seemed and like. To be
2: totally honest with you, uh, yeah, I mean, he was there, but I never saw him.
0: His trainer, Brady's trainer, you mean?
2: Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, they had their own area that they would go to, or office, I guess, and that's where he would go get his treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I believe he even allowed other guys who wanted to, you know, get treatment to to use to use him and so on and so forth. But like I said, it was not like, oh, don't go in this area because Tom and their training. No, it was nothing like that. Right. You, you free flow like a regular locker room.
0: And did you see anything between, you know, Brady and Belichick that made you think that this is somewhat, you know, dysfunctional in a way? Because, again, this is the sort of stuff that we might be again, hearing towards the again, end. It's, again, yeah.
2: it's it's <laughs> – that is all, like, manifest – like, that's just stuff that the media was making up. Mm-hmm. I sat there. I looked for it. Believe me.
0: Nothing. <laughs> you
2: it still functioned you, you as if
0: I love that. You Everything
2: for was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay – the Patriots have their own stuff going on like other teams do. And I get there and it's like, wow, I see why it's us versus everybody. And that's the mentality they use because from what I've seen and what I, you know, read, it is night and day from what is being told and what is actually happening.
0: James Harrison. That's why
2: they bond together, stick together, Mm -hmm. and drive the way they do.
0: James Harrison here on the Rich Eisen Show. His football life is tonight. At 9 Eastern time on NFL Network, everyone should check out the fascinating ascension of James Harrison from undrafted player to Super Bowl champion and five-time Pro Bowler and so on and so forth. What about the current day for the Steelers? Do you think that Big Ben is um, having his diminishing returns right here in front of us? That Tomlin and the rest of this team is in trouble for the year right now? Despite being just one and one, it's still early. I wonder what your thoughts on the the Steelers after they lose to the Raiders and they're getting set for the Bengals and Big Ben's already banged up and it's week three. What are your thoughts?
2: My thing is this. I think they need to uh, figure out what their identity is going to be on offense. I don't know what that is or what that process is or how you do that. They need to get healthy, of course. And I think it's going to be a defensive team. It's going to be the, the Steelers of, of old that you know have these tremendous defenses that you try and keep the game low scoring, and at some point in time on the defense, you need to either score, give scoring position, get turnovers, do something that's going to affect that game, and keep it close enough so that when that opportunity comes and you take advantage of the opportunity, it will be something that is going to tremendously affect the game and help you win the game.
0: Hmm. And uh, I think you're referring to like Najee Harris, right? Because I I think they need to establish that kid and run it and make sure that, that, because that's when you guys back in the day were the best. You know when the bus is running over Brian Erlacher in the snow. Right when you
2: start when you start running the ball effectively, and now instead of them having seven, they need eight in the box and possibly nine. That's when that play action run that opens up for that opportunity to get those passes, get those long, uh, you know, passes down the field. And now you get them back to where they're switching back. All right, let me drop them one or two out of the box and then start running the ball again. I mean, I don't know if the offensive line is um, is built. Well, not no. I know it's not built like it was back then, but mm-hmm. they need to find some way to shore up the offensive line so that they can have opportunities like that.
0: James Harrison, I appreciate the call. Um, what do you want people to know about tonight's show? So we let's get them all watching.
2: It's going to be the best football life that you ever watched in, in, in your life. Okay. Um you know, to be honest with you, they probably could have made this a three part. You know, <laughs> did three different times because it's so much they're trying to condense into into just one hour. They could have did three hours easily. Okay, but um, I think they're going to find out things about me that uh, they didn't know, and the perception of me is going to change for them because they'll get a, a glimpse on the inside, so to
0: speak. Well, I'd love to get you back as the season goes along. Your 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 thoughts on the season, and certainly because. One of the members of my team uh, is out today. Uh, he's an audio executive who doesn't really work out all that much. But when he referred to uh, saying that he could plank two twenty-five, he meant two plates of twenty-five pounds, James. And I think, <laughs> and I think I need. That's
2: good. Listen, it's better than no plates.
0: That is true. Um, but uh, the plates you he start somewhere. No, the plates he usually has is full of Z D. And I think I need you to uh, uh, let him know um what what two plates of you know tw- you know 25 it's really you know 225 and I think I need you to help him do the math next time okay James <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, d- we'll get you back and I do that you. all right you take care James Harrison is football life tonight Friday 9 eastern time on NFL Network right now James is thinking who is that person <laughs> Take why does Rich Eisen have him in his midst? I mean, how are you gonna do Mike like that? He's not even here. That's exactly why I do Mike like that. <laughs> I know, Taking but like, if you don't want to be done that way. Then don't, don't leave here. Big leagues for Fox. I don't have Simple. everything ready. <laughs> the Alex Guerrero stuff. Bill Belichick was asked about the trainer today. He was. He was, in fact. Oh, Did you man. hear what he had to say? I didn't have. I can't it wait to read that to you. Excellent. That'll be next. Your phone calls is 844-204-RICH, number to dial, and TJ's big-ass grab bag. That's coming up next. Indeed.
3: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about...
0: All right, we're back here on studio. Line three, Chris. Line three. <laughs> so Adam, our call screener's out today. All right, he went flying home to Chicago. You can take him, Hoskins. There he is. It's like, it's like Brockman is doing the phone lines. He's not terribly happy about oh, it. Oh, he's not happy. Because he's got lots going on here. He's got to pay attention to some news. He's probably putting stuff together for his sneaky good games because he's trying to probably look to i Because you know, if he's like me, and he's probably like you. He hasn't had a good couple of weeks at this thing. He wants to get it right because the last thing he wants is he's, he's looking things up. He's trying to do things. He's multitasking right now. And right now, if you want to call in and speak to Chris Brockman, call 844-204-RICH. No, it's called interactive. It's called being interactive. Because so, else were they going to get to talk to Brockman right off the
1: bat? People they, don't they, know. Normally really well, you're well, going we'll to talk, talk to Adam, Adam back yeah. there.
0: Now you're getting to see how this is not easy, what Adam does. I'm sure you're going to get people calling, saying, "Oh, I don't want to get on there," but right now, so he, right now, he's checked in. Somebody just called in, and he's typing in. Um, you know, actually,
3: that, that dude's pretty cool. He's from Pittsburgh.
0: Okay, well, there's a lot of Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's, my, that's my people. That's my people. Very good. So you're meeting people, right? Up. Oh, is there another person calling in? There you go. Here you go, Chris Brockman. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Phone lines are lit. <laughs> Brockman's multitasking. <laughs> he's spinning plates. <laughs> Get in there, TJ. Where are you from, pal?
3: Dude,
0: where are you from, pal? (laughs) Yes. Look at us. We're a full-fledged operation.
3: He's so pissed right now. I'm trying to hear his GD name, and you're, like, screaming at
4: me. (laughs) Well, I'm not
0: screaming. I'm excited. Yes, but now I can't hear where he's from. We got callers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh,
3: my lights
1: are lit. Adam where's Adam. It's Friday. Baby. Adam, Adam
3: is enjoying Lou Malnati's but we're
0: doing his job. <laughs> so we should slag on him, just like Del Tufo's not here, right? Let's slag on him.
3: Yes, but I already have lots of stuff to do during the show. What are you
0: doing? Like, literally, what's, what's, what's on your plate right now? I'm keeping up on the news. I'm okay. watching the Ryder
3: Cup. And I'm <laughs> You're posting, watching the and Ryder I'm posting Cup. videos. There with something are a lot a of w- buttons over here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are a lot of buttons. Are we back? We're not back. We're still here. We're it's like Aaron Rodgers. We never left. We're on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I did
3: like how you said that to Aaron Rodgers. Like we've all been talking about you, Aaron, about how you're back, but, but you never really left.
0: left. I shoot people straight, man. Ever since coming, having getting COVID, I'm just going right through the front door. <laughs> Life's too damn short, man. I asked Jalen Hurts, hey, that. that game 256, I know you turned the page, but let's turn the page back. And he's like, I have no intention of talking about that with you. Follow okay. up for you. Let's try this one. I even said to him, let me, like, hey, let me try at one it. more crack out. Let me reword this, Jalen. 844 <laughs> 204 Rich, number to dial right here on The Rich Eisen Show. We're back here on the Rich Eisen show. Hey, folks, uh, the Mercedes-Benz vans Sprinter is really what? What are you laughing about? You probably want to hop transition. in one right now. I, I really want one. You want right to get now. your dream back on the road. I need one for Sunday to go to the Grand Because Chris Brockman game. is multitasking right now. He's doing his job. What he's trying to do also is he's answered phones because our call screener's not there. And instead, you just want to hop in a Mercedes-Benz van and just get your dream back on the road. This is what you (laughs) should do, folks. You could live the van life in a totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could do whatever you want with your life when you hop in one of these things. You could start your own business. You could go road trip. You could do whatever you want with your family. The Mercedes-Benz van we're talking about, too. You can expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. There's an MBUX voice command system. You could also, because it's a Mercedes-Benz van, get amazing performance and reliability. It's what you expect with a five-star dealer network and an available gas engine. It runs like a dream. So what do you say? Head to the Mercedes-Benz van dealership and get that Sprinter. Tell them your dream sent you. And if you want to speak to Chris Brockman, call eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. All right. Um, what do you want to do, Chris? You've spoken of them all. Who do you want to? Who, who should I talk to? Who lit your
3: fancy? All right, right there. No, let's go to let's go to line three. Let's go to Johnny, Johnny, Johnny in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. You just Pittsburgh. called in. He said yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah. What's up, Johnny? What's
0: going on? Hey,
5: what's what's up, fellas? I I don't want to fully endorse this because your guys will kill me. But sans, uh Screener, Sans Del Tufo, the the show is killing it today. Yeah.
0: We're um, deep. We're deep. We have so a deep we roster. Do. We have a deep roster. You're, we don't have a deep well, roster. Yeah, that's We don't. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> <laughs> just, this is like Johnny, Johnny. And I know, Johnny, I know you're from Pittsburgh, so this might be the wrong analogy. Yeah. It's like Belichick around here. We don't just have people. We don't have people who just do one thing. We've got right, people exactly. who can do different things depending on the opponent. And today's opponent is Del Tufo's out yeah. and Adam, our call screener's out. <laughs> right. And right now what we're doing is we're killing it. And if Brockman is anything like Jonas Gray, he's going to light it up <laughs> and I'll And then he won't show up for work on Tuesday. (laughs) It's like
5: wide receivers. You guys are killing it. And that's what made me call. Yes. You know, James Harrison killed it. Great interview. Thank you. Love the dude. But I will tell you, the thing that made me literally laugh out loud in my truck was, if he doesn't want to get done that way, he should have showed up to work. Straight
0: up. Right? Straight up. Am I wrong?
5: No. No, dude. Dude, that that is... I always say, me and my boys talk smack, and people, you know, they interrupt us. They're like, guys, you got to take it easy on each other. Strangers, we're like, no, this is how we show our love. Yeah, and that's how you showed your love.
0: Yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah. It's interesting. Again, this might be an, <laughs> an Eastern Time Zone thing, uh, Johnny. But you know, Jalen Hurts says a good team is love and empathy. This is the way we show it. This is the way we that's show it. it. Yeah. You know, and if you don't like that's it. it show to work <laughs> show, show up, show up. <laughs> love
3: the voice have a great See, with you. Johnny See
1: Pittsburgh Johnny. everybody Johnny do well, a response from Del Tufo
0: what do you got? Kiss my ass YouTube <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> thanks very much 844 204 rich number to dial here on the Rich Eisen show we have bugs in here and I just literally ate <laughs> I saw that yes. happen <laughs> Yes, there's been one just
3: tracking me for the last 20 minutes <laughs> You saw that, huh, Jay? I watched that happen. That was great. Awful.
0: <laughs> Little tiny gnats. Yeah, I'm, I'm constantly on the mic. Like, <laughs> All right, here we go, everybody. If you're on hold, stay hold. We have next hour. Just go ahead. Brockman is going to be answering the phone right now. Everybody wants to talk to Chris Brockman. In the meantime, let's get to a Friday favorite now. TJ's big-ass grab bag. Oh, yes. A.K.A. TJ's top five. Okay. Let's You've go. You've got your three eyed uh, sunglasses on. What are you seeing today? What's in your big What am I seeing at? today?
1: Well, kaboom. Guess who stepped in the room? It's TJ. Look, <laughs> here's the deal. Ear- earlier today, we had, Co- earlier today, I'm sorry, earlier this week, we had Cody Rhodes on the show, yes, we right? we did. And Cody Rhodes is the son of. Of the American dream Dusty Rhodes The grandson of a plumber Which means he is In his own right A second generation superstar You know his dad Was a was a star And he became a star So it made me think Like Who are the best Second generation Stars that we have Like oh. entertainers Actors Athletes so all of that the Toronto kind of, Blue Jays. So yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays. So that got me thinking, and there are guys. There's so many I can't put them all. As we know, this is TJ's top five, so I had to go with five. So I'm bringing you my TJ's top five best spawns of stars, is what we're going to call oh, this. Spawns this of right. stars. Spawns oh, of stars. Now coming in at number five, this guy he is only a second generation. Yeah. Entertainer. He's a third generation. It oh, started wow. with his grandfather, the high chief Peter Maivia. Oh, it went to his father, yeah. Rocky the Soul Man Johnson, and little did they know that their spawn, their grandson, their son would go on to become the most electrifying man in all of sports and entertainment. And I'm going to put the Rock in at number oh, five. That's wow. the top five okay. spawns of stars. The, the, the jabroni beaten, pie eating, trailblazing, eyebrow raising, foot off the brake, pump the gas. The Rock is about to whoop somebody's candy ass. All right, coming. <laughs> <laughs> at number four, wow, this that, guy, by the way, if that was
0: five, I don't. Right? When was the
1: last time the
3: Rock was five on anybody's <laughs> top five list five. about anything? I have no idea. All right, well, but, we're acting like
1: five's bad. Five is great because you made TJ's top five. Coming in at number four, <laughs> this guy is a second-generation actor. His father was a superstar in his own right, and he followed in his footsteps. And here's a hint: he's also been in a studio with us. And this guy starred in some of my favorite movies: okay. *Romancing the Stone*, *Jewel of the Nile*. War of the Roses, oh, Wall Street, oh, fatal wow. attraction, Michael Attraction, Disclosure, and if you've ever seen Falling Down, Whoa. you will never look at a snow globe again. I got Michael Douglas coming in at number four. Ah, yes, you also
0: made, missed the opportunity. Co-star of Glenn watson No. star Yes, indeed. Yes,
1: indeed. All right, coming in at number three. Number three, I went to look to the NFL, right? <laughs> there were so many guys in the NFL so who, whose, whose parents, their, parents, their dad, yeah. played in the NFL, so I had to narrow it down to one, and this guy Really, he's the sheriff. He's basically the best thing going on Monday nights right now. Okay, He's the Super Bowl champion, and he is Peyton Manning. Okay. He's coming in at number three okay. on TJ's top five, Spawns of Stars. Now, coming in at number two, of Spawns stars. of Stars. This <laughs> is <just> terrible. <laughs> terrible. What do you mean it's terrible? And it
0: just doesn't sound great, but it's right. okay. You're really going you know, really to just off-spring. jack my segment in the no, middle no, of it, I'm jacking anything. You jacked it. You I'm just a, jacked a, it. I'm jacking nothing. Man, all right, pause. You're coming in at number two, NBA, About right? Spawn. I literally just said that. I'm sorry. You got two more to go. Go for it. Uh, this, this just yeah. went off the rails. Uh, no,
1: coming in at number two, a lot of NBA players have had kids that – followed in their uh, footsteps. But yes. you know what? The thing is, Tim Hardaway, Gary Trent Jr., they'll never be as good as the seniors, you mm-hmm. know? But there was one guy, one guy whose dad did play in the NBA, and he went on to surpass him, and that is yes. Mr. Kobe being Bryant, the son of former 76er Joe Jelly Bryant. And if you know me, you know I'm a Laker hater, and I booed Kobe every chance I get, not because I didn't like him, but because okay. he played for the Lakers, and he didn't play for the Sixers. I'm just but glad you didn't say LaMelo Ball there. Oh, never that, never that. Uh, and coming at number one, one. All right. I put a baseball guy here, and there were Ooh. so many baseball players oh, know this that could get this nod, right? And how many juniors are there? There's a ton of juniors. Junior. So I had to go with three guys that really go down as three of my favorite players of all time. That's Ken Griffey Jr. That's Cal Ripken Jr. But I had to put at number one a guy who I watched as a young man in Pittsburgh who as an 18-year-old who worked at Three Rivers Stadium. I worked security in the summer. I got to walk him to his car. And look, I know there's been some allegations of maybe some things happening. (laughs) But the bottom line is this man's the best baseball player I've ever seen in my life. And think about this. A team would rather walk him intentionally than put him on the base with nobody on mm-hmm. base ahead of him. Barry Lamar Bonds. He is my number one top wow. five spawns of stars. And look, there's so many people. You, I could have had tap ten, 10 of this category, but yes. you know, I narrowed it down, and those are, those are my top five. Wow. TJ's big ass grab bag, hey. everybody. Spawns of,
0: stars. spawns of stars. So we've had uh, game shows, yeah. sidekicks, nuts, spawns of stars. Hmm. That's the first month of the TJ's big ass grab bag. How about that? I'm <laughs> really enjoying this. How
3: about that? Well done.
0: Wow. Interesting.
1: Like I said, there's so many guys. You could have put Griffin Jr., Ripken, Michael Dale Douglas, Dale Jr., Douglas. Uh, Charlie Sheen. Charlie oh, Sheen. Like, there's so many. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. When I do this, I love to see what people's thoughts are. So Man, hit us up five. on Twitter. You
0: Ka- know, um, Cage Brockman. Cage
1: Brockman. He's close. <laughs> that's he's it. Because
0: you're, you're a star right now. You're a five tool <laughs> player today, bro. You're a five tool player. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show on Peacock, still on Sirius XM Channel 211.
3: I figured it out. See, before, I still had my ear in when I was trying to answer so I could hear you screaming as well, and that's why I couldn't
0: hear their name. <laughs> no, look, look, man. And you're locations. just. This is great. There is a phone line open if anybody wants to talk to Chris Brockman. <laughs> 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Going to have a ton of phone calls next segment. That'll be great. Dalvin Cook is questionable, guys. Oh, damn it. He's not, he didn't practice the last two days. Yeah. Late game
3: two. Mike Zimmer said he's doing much better and got some work in today. Oh, good. Much better.
0: Yeah. Come on, <laughs> Dalvin. Here we go. Oh, my fantasy team. It's gonna be great from like week seven on. <laughs> Just <laughs> no seriously. now, not I've so got much. Jo- no, seriously. I've got Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael oh, yeah. Thomas on the IR.
3: Ooh. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a game-time oh, decision with, saw a, that with a rib
0: injury. Like, where'd that come from? Enough to keep him out the last three quarters, the last game. He was gone. See ya. Nothing. The hell is happening? That's going to kill me this weekend. So, hour number three, got lights out. Sean Merriman, right? Lights out, yep. Um, we've got, what else? we got, uh, Your, uh, We tons got tons of phone calls. Tons of phone calls. <laughs> Your news update, you're going to give a little bit of a news update? Do you have any news update? I didn't. I mean, I could throw something together. Okay. You don't have to. Today or- huh? What else are you doing over there? Anything? Jeez. <laughs> Lots of
3: buttons We're, way, we're way behind on video posting. What are you way behind on? Well, I haven't been able to really post a lot because I've been answering the phones. Dude, that's money. You're, that's money. That's revenue. The <laughs> <laughs> Calls aren't. I mean, <laughs> they're, calls are important. Revenue. They're, they're not that important. <laughs> they're going to get out. By the way, everyone's arguing about the ESPN top, you know, NBA rankings. Why? Cuz it's the off season. You know well, what's were... the NBA rankings? What do they say? Oh, people are complaining about who. People was, are complaining uh, everybody. Imagine you know, that. Look out. Imagine so, that. So number so, 5 so Steph Curry. Happy about something. 4 Luca. 3 LeBron, 2 Giannis, 1 Kevin Durant. And the phone's
0: ringing. Oh, yes, gosh. please answer that. <laughs> please answer that. Chris Brockman picking it up. Saying hello. I'm now going to be doing the play-by-play just to piss. Take your ear out. Here we go. Oh, they hung up. Oh, no. (laughs) What's the matter with you people? I don't know. 844-204-RICH if you want to speak to Chris Brockman. We should raise money for charity. (laughs) Keep calling, everybody. Chris loves it.